This next episode would be how to listen to Baroque music. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, All dude, right. we should do like a whole series, like a couple episodes. How do you listen to Baroque music? How do you listen yeah. to classical music? How do you mm-hmm. listen to romantic? Renaissance how, music. How do you listen to <laughs> Renaissance music? How do you listen to 19th century music? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. How do you listen to pop music? How do you listen to pop music? That's actually really good. Help all those music snobs because I've begun to appreciate it. Not from the mm-hmm. artist's perspective, but from the producer's perspective. I really appreciate it. Hey, there you go. There you go. All right. <clears throat> should you do it? Should you do an intro? Excuse me. I should. And are you going to get your cello? Yes. <laughs> are you going to play some Bach for us? Hello and welcome to the Cultured Swine Podcast with Jared and Levi. We are currently being serenaded by Jared as he plays box cello suite for us. We're continuing our rabbit trail from last episode as we discuss Baroque music and music in general and how does one approach these different musical styles. To our modern ears, we can easily discount Baroque music as boring and lifeless, but it's anything but that if you know what to listen for. Are you going to leave us on the... There we go. <laughs> With our lovely Picardy third. That was, that was really great. Oh, thanks. Well done. Thank you. So, Should we just talk to us, Jared. As an example? Let's just use this piece as an example. Okay. So what I, would I have not analyzed this piece, so I'm going to have to trust your uh, judgment that you're giving true facts. Okay, so, so this piece that I was just playing is the prelude to box cello suite number two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, the, it's, it's the suite that's after the one everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and... One of the things you have to realize about Baroque music and Bach stuff in particular, mm-hmm. um, well, there's some stuff that has rhythm, but just the rhythm is so different. It's just like continuous rhythm all the time mm-hmm. for a lot of his music. Um, and so, and I think that's very foreign to us now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you kind of have to listen for are patterns, that kind of result that you can hear. And it's also the performer's job to bring these patterns out. Right. Yeah. So, like, for example, this this prelude starts squarely. Can you hear this? Yes. Okay. So this prelude starts very squarely in. Let me turn up my mic. In D minor, it's like hello D minor. Mm-hmm. And then what he's gonna do is he's gonna make sure you know D minor is D minor by doing this. Um, Goes to the five. Goes to the five, which in classical music, the five is like, hello, here comes the one. Right? It's, it's like the, 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 fit, the, the five, what we're calling a chord, the fifth chord, mm-hmm. is basically the turn that you remember waking up to every time on your way home and you were asleep in the car. And because that lets you know you're almost going to be home, that's pretty mm-hmm. much what the five chord in music does, is it lets you know we're going back home to our D minor. So he goes, right? And then what he starts to do is he starts to walk down the scale. So he goes, 
song is just going. And it's just walking down. And then later it goes. Um, and it just walks up. And there's all this stuff happening above it, but the real melody is just going. So let me see if I can play that that part that does that. So like. So we go. So you see how like it's the the bass is stepping up all the time. And mm -hmm. so that's what you want to listen for because honestly, no music is enjoyable unless you understand where it's going. Right. And just Baroque music lets you know where it's going in different ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Well, and um, I mean, that even makes me think of, um, I, did, I don't think I played this part in the, the prelude that I played a couple minutes ago, but um, he's, he builds tension with a pedal point. So where, where you were giving the, the example of the bass line kept moving, Bach, mm -hmm. in this one, he was building tension by just staying on the same bass note. Yep. It goes, uh... And then he just keeps hitting and hitting and hitting. And I mean, it's really kind of like like it's very driving almost like kind of a rock kind of a sound bum 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 yeah like like bum. if you find the right recordings it's incredibly like exhilarating honestly and it's yeah. not because it's like oh my gosh jared and and levi are just like obnoxious music nerds it's because it like it actually is like yeah. it's crazy how energetic the baroque type of music can like if you can find a really energetic group of people playing vivaldi's summer yeah. from his four seasons like it's insane right how crazy like energetic and upbeat it is yeah oh absolutely yeah and uh, everyone knows the the organ uh um but there's in the middle of it it gets so exciting um and it's the same kind of idea it's um he knows how to build and release tension through things like repeated notes or stepping up and down in the bass line, um, things like that. Yep. Yep. It's, oh my gosh. No. Yeah. So the, um, oh my gosh, we're going to, I'm going to put a link in the description of this <laughs> podcast that has a great masterclass on the, on the prelude I was just playing. With, about uh, Benjamin Zander by any yes, chance? Yes, yes, by Benjamin Zander. Yes. Um, though I totally like went all Benjamin Zander on a student. 
<laughs> I've been doing it for the past couple of days to experiment, and it's been amazing. But anyways, Has it? Um, yeah, they. I think they sometimes they don't know what to do. But anyways, so Baroque music is is. Um, you just have to understand how it's structured. Just like a poem doesn't make any sense until you understand it, until you understand the structure, right? And then exactly. you all of a sudden make sense. Or a Christopher Nolan movie doesn't make any sense until you understand how time is working in one of his movies, right? It's the same thing with Baroque music. You just need to know a little bit how to listen to because if you do it, because if you don't, you kind of feel like a six-year-old reading a high school level book, right? You just you just don't understand it because you don't know the vocabulary of the book. Right. And in box, it's tiny little motives. It's sequences that move the music up and move the music yes. down and just understanding when that is happening. And if you can find someone like, like Glenn Gould is a great example of, he always brings out the subjects all the time. So super mm-hmm. duper clearly, you know, because and, yeah. he was playing a little bit romantically, but that's okay. He was we'll playing a little bit romantically, but that's fine. You know, and also realizing that like the cello suites are dances, mm-hmm. you know, and so they're written to be danced to. Uh, so if you can find the recordings that are played like dances, like. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Nice, nice drill there. Thank you. Where is it? Uh, I'm desperate to find it. Okay, but it's so small on my iPad. I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom in and turn it. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Like. And also, cello playing was not nearly as clean in the Baroque era. I think that's kind of a way to say it. Of like, not everything is supposed to be silky smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It's kind of peppy. You know, if I was playing it in a romantic style, I would have been like this. You know, which sounds pretty, but it's like not like, I just love that going. it's super fun and if you just imagine people like dancing in a kind of proper way it's like oh my gosh this is so much fun exactly well and there's this idea called attacked in the baroque era that it the tempo in general was very steady and it didn't have a lot of give and take where it's romantic music you're always slowing down and speeding up rubato is what we call it but Mm -hmm. in baroque music it kind of trips along lightly yeah because like like honestly, most music in the Baroque era was not really music unto itself. Some like some of it was, but not anything like the Romantic period. You know, right? Where it's like music is unto itself its own thing, and you're there for the music. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> most of Bach's music was written to be played as people walked into church, and yeah. walked out of church. You know, and for a church service and for dances and parties. And that's what it was written for. Whereas like a romantic symphony by Tchaikovsky was written for people to sit down in a performance hall to listen to. 
Right. You know, whereas exactly. most of Bach stuff, people are eating and drinking and dancing in his cello suites. Like for Or is sitting in church. <laughs> or is sitting in church. Yeah. So a big variety there. Um, so that's, that's also something to consider of. If you're listening to Baroque music sometimes and you're in a big concert hall and it's, and it's just one cellist playing, I can understand why it's not super engaging because it wasn't written to be performed in that context. You know, right. just like right. art song was written to be performed in a living room, not a massive concert hall. Yes, which that can be a rant in another episode. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> wait, what, what, wait what, are, what do you think this rant is? Oh, I think we've talked about it before, but about performing music in the spaces where it was meant to be performed in. But Oh my gosh, that's our next episode. There you go. Okay. <laughs> are you well, going to start another episode? Um, yeah, I, I am. I'll okay. probably, after after our next Zoom meeting runs out, yeah. probably I'll go to Zoom okay. then. But. Well... Well, listeners, hopefully this is making sense to you, and hopefully none of our theory professors are listening to these, because I'm sure we're getting things wrong. But hopefully that's that's making sense. I don't really know. what. Oh, we were talking about how to listen to Baroque music. How do we summarize this, Levi? Summarize it. Three points. I would sum it up in, oh, I don't know about three points, but I would say it... We didn't really say this in this way, but Baroque music is very repetitive. So yes. like Jared was saying, find those little themes, motives is what they're called. So like in the fugue that I played. Mm -hmm. And in the prelude I played, it was comes up uh -huh. all the time. Exactly. So if you can listen and and it'll be written in in new ways, in new places. Uh, it's a sequence is what he was saying. So it might be mm -hmm. higher, it might be lower. Listen, listen for those repeated um, ideas. And then try to listen for um, the, the building of tension and the release of tension. Mm -hmm. um, and that helps you feel a sense of direction. Yeah. So you're not just listening to this never-ending stream of notes. It's going somewhere. Yeah. And um, it's it's either going to build or release it by repeating notes, by moving up or down, mm -hmm. by adding notes, by taking yep. away notes. So just listen for for those feelings of building or releasing. Yeah, um, like like in modern music, that's typically done like rhythmically with percussion and drums, speed up. Mm -hmm. With Baroque music, I feel like a major way was is almost the notes start getting closer and closer together mm -hmm. and like fighting against each other and all of a sudden it goes Exactly. A lot in terms of like the pitches and how it's built like that. Yeah. And, and then maybe they'll, yeah. And repeating ahead. things longer than have been before. Yeah. You know, like and restating the same thing over and over again in slightly different ways until it finally goes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then if we have to have three things, the third thing I would say is if you're going to listen to a Baroque piece, try to figure out what was the context. And mm -hmm. so that'll, that'll help you appreciate why it was written and its purpose for being written. And, and try uh, to hear it live. Yeah. Honestly, live music like you should go to always, a concert. Yes. Yeah. Even if you're not sure about it, go to a concert. Try to, if you, try to research what pieces are going to be played. Yes. And then learn about the pieces. Learn about yes. the composer. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Exactly. And um, maybe we'll link some great YouTube channels in here that explain music really well. That's right. That's right. And like, honestly, like all of this stuff about like, how to understand broke music, I would assume that someone like Bach or Vivaldi would have a hard time following pop music, maybe, in certain ways. 
just because it's mm-hmm. so foreign. Like we're we're 400 years removed from some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it's kind of hard to follow sometimes because we're so yeah. far removed. But once you get it, it can become like really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways. <laughs> Zoom is about to kick us off. So, ciao. <laughs> Toodles.